1: The only thing left to say is you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via other participating restaurants, eighteen plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items delivery fee and time supply see McDonalds
0: com. Well, hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Forever Bristol City uh, podcast, coming to you from uh, somewhere offshore. And uh, the final score in West London at Craven Cottage. When are they ever going to finish that stand? They've been building that for about three years. It finished Fulham 6, City 2. First time City have conceded six goals since the uh, 6-0 reverse against uh, Watford, which I think was followed by... uh, Dean Holden's uh, departure but uh, joining me uh, this evening is Ian and anybody else who wants to uh, to join in um, Ian uh, did we see that come in a reverse like that it didn't look like it after 9 minutes but uh, your initial thoughts on the game
1: I didn't like the uh, the setup of the team with Jada Silva right wing back it was okay as a short term thing against Fulham but when they brought the, their substitutes on. In other words, when we were playing against their first team, mm-hmm. um, I thought he got exposed. But then, then again, so did O'Dowd down the left. So one thing I couldn't understand today was when Zach Viner was brought inside to Mark Mitrovic. Now, for the people that don't know, and I've been accused of being height obsessed, Zach's six foot two, Thomas Callas is six foot. So he's the smallest of our centre backs today. But I think he's the best in the air. So normally, Viner plays right centre-back when we play a three and Callas plays centre of the three. Yeah. But they switched it today for, some, for reasons that baffle me. And I can't see how you could see a team train and play all week and know you were up against and do that.
0: Well, that was it, Ian. I mean, I've I got to agree with you 100% there because, I mean, the first goal, it was Viner versus Mitrovic. And then the second goal, I think it was either O'Dowder or Scott. And then the third one, I think Viner was found wanting a game. But, you know, you put your best player against your opposition's best player from a defensive standpoint, don't you? So I 100% agree with you on
1: that. What, what you do is you look at what you have and what the opposition have And we haven't got anybody within a mile of uh, Harry Wilson or um, Mitrovic in terms of quality. Okay? I mean, Mm. Mitrovic has changed hands for about 40 million, I think, in two moves. And they bought uh, Wilson for 12 million quid from Liverpool. I don't expect our guys to be as good as them. No. So what do you say? Right. We're very short in our team. So I'll tell you what we'll do. Just this week and this week only – we'll put a player on each post from corners because if that had happened uh, the third goal i think it was wouldn't have gone in if we'd have had a player on the post but we we don't and it modern thinking is you don't put players on the post you put them out to compete well when you there's such a discrepancy and such a disadvantage and you've got the quality that wilson delivers with um you know i think if you if you turned it around and we had wilson and mitrovic against Fulham's defence, I think we'd have beat them.
0: Oh, God, so, yeah, because they weren't that – yeah, I mean, defensively, they weren't that good. I mean, picking up on what you said about the side being set up, I was an advocate of JDS playing at right wing back because, you know, I've been barking on about that and to ridicule on the Twitter and, and OTIB this week because I thought he had a good 50 minutes against Fulham last week. So when it lined up with Jade De Silva, what I didn't – agree with because then I thought that you'd have a back three of um Viner, Callas and Atkinson, which is what finished last week against Fulham. But oh no, this clown O'Dowda's there and defensively is weak. And I know we're going to go through the goals in a in a in a moment, not in massive detail, but we'll pick them all off. But O'Dowder I keep saying week in, week out, and I get berated for it by some people on there. He's my new scapegoat or what have you. But I don't care, right? That sixth goal, it was a fantastic strike, but he was made to look a mug. And defensively, he offers nothing. And I think if it had been JDS, Viner, Callis, Atkinson, and Pring wide on the left, I'm not saying we would have not conceded six, but that has a great deal more physicality than uh, the way he set the side up, so I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not one of a minority that are saying, oh, well, the players aren't playing for the manager. But like you, Ian, I was baffled. But um, but there we go. Um, before we talk about the action, d- 15 minute delay. Was that a power cut or a power yes. um, outage? Yes. Yeah, they had a problem. It was a cut in the area, yeah. was it? It's rather than a few not, yeah?
1: not worth discuss Not worth discussing. Move on. Yes, it was a it was a, a power. Problem with electricity, so just we kicked off fifteen minutes late. I don't think that affected anything, did it?
0: Uh I don't know. You never know, do you? Anyway, um look, I mean the first goal, let's look at the bright things. Yeah, we'd given them a few little chances, but um Scott's passed to Semenyo. He had four defenders round him. What a cracking strike that was. I mean, that's what he's been promising to do, and he does it twice in one afternoon. But how did how did you rate that goal? And it puts City in a great start, didn't it?
1: First, The first one was a great team goal. Max O'Leary got the ball. He rolled it out to Scott. Scott progressed In Scott, unlike a lot of our players, can see a pass and execute sometimes. Um, and he got the ball out to Antoine. Antoine got in the box, uh, turned the defender inside out, left foot, bang, get in the top corner. And when you hit the ball with that pace from that close, unless it's right at the keeper, he's not got much chance. But that was a tremendous goal. It was actually a better goal than the second one because the second one he scored came from a deflection but he still had a lot to do I mean he turns yeah. Reem on the halfway line and then he's uh, Reed's coming back trying to stop him and he, he, he gives him a big shove in C uh, sticks him on his backside right foot in off the post two, two tremendous goals Two um, cracking
0: goals, which put us so that's twice twice we'd taken the lead. But prior to that second goal, I mean, the hint of what was to come. Mitrovic uh, went close with a near post header. Cabano was wide, and then the equalising goal uh, to make it one one on twenty one. It was a cross by Harry Wilson, and Viner was it was it was a man against a, it was a boy against a man, wasn't it? Really, the way he was in the way he was allowed to uh, just knock that in.
1: I described it in a in a tweet I did after or after one of those goals. It was like watching an under eighteen player against a, a twenty eight year old experienced bloke, um, and and that lack of physicality in our team. I mean, we've only got one centre back who is really capable of going up against Mitrovic physically, and that's Nathan Baker. And um, we don't well, yeah. we, we don't know yeah. if we're going to see Nathan again this season. I just wish him take the chance to wish him well. Pearson was asked after the game, and I can't stand all this Nige stuff. It's like when people call Johnson Boris. I just want to, oh, I just want to explode. Uh, but uh, asked Nige if Rob Atkinson had been close to getting the nod to start today. I think Zach has been our, our outstanding centre back in recent weeks, so not that close to selection. No, which is going to make Rob probably Zach Viner feel a bit better, and Rob Atkinson. Uh, feel like SH1T, isn't it? I would have thought. But still, let's let's see what he does. Let's see what
0: he does yeah. next. Next. Ne- next time. Well, again, which is a big game next week. Um, but again, see. before that, we went 2-1, before we went 2-1 back in front, um, Cabano had a shot saved and then Cabano crossed to Mitrovic had that shot, so the header saved when Max tipped it over the bar. I mean, I... Don't blame O'Leary for any of the goals. And I personally think it would be a travesty if conceding six brought back Dan Bentley because, you know, we have been playing, it sounds strange on the back end of a 6-2 defeat, but a different type of football without the big woof downfield. I mean, what did you think of um, Max O'Leary's performance today? Ian?
1: I'd, I'd give Max a, a six out of 10. I don't think he made... I don't think he made any mistakes, uh, and uh, but I don't think he made outstanding saves either. But I don't think most of the goals were savable. Uh, I mean, if um, if you look at it, if you look at the quality that they had in their team, I said last week the five players they brought on have changed hands for about hundred million quid. Yeah. And one interesting thing today is Tom Kearney got two assists. He came on as a sub last week, didn't start. But then the other assists were spread amongst Wilson, Mitrovic, Ream um, and Tosin, the centre-back. So, uh, you know, we aren't going to... um, We need to be able to compete against these teams. And for that, for me, we need to be more... A, we need to be at full strength, and we weren't today. And We need to be tactically far more aware. So, for example, Luton beat Bournemouth today. Now, we could have lost by 10 against Bournemouth. It wouldn't have been a disgrace. And, and, you know, I think Bournemouth more or less, as soon as they scored two, they packed in because they knew we couldn't score. Um, So uh, uh, we need to be better against these teams. What we need to do to stay up and it's all well, let's, let's talk
0: about let, let's focus on the game here in, in, for a few right. more moments, and we'll talk about balance okay. of uh, balance of season. I mean, the second goal that made it two-two. I mean, no shortage of action for the neutral. Uh, Tete is that how he pronounce his name. Got him across. Mitrovic header. Cabano tapped it in. I mean, again, not great from a defensive point of view, was it? No.
1: No, I thought our defence was terrible today, and the midfield wasn't wasn't far in front of them. Um, well, when I when I saw we were playing two in 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 central midfield, uh, obviously th- there isn't a lot more you can do because Joe Williams, I think apparently he was at Wigan today, um, so he's nowhere near coming back. Matty James has got the same injury that he had previously. He's, he's foot injury, foot. isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah.
1: And it was exactly the same. It's a side re- of a reoccurrence or it's exactly the same foot. So the last time, it, well, it wasn't that serious and he finished up being out for about a month, I think. So I, I don't know what what we can do, but I do know that if we're playing the better sides, we must have three in central midfield. because we. Do, but unfortunately, uh, with the size of our squad, we haven't got the players to be able to do that unless you do something really out of left field and start, I don't know, you put somebody like Cameron Pring in, in midfield I mean we, we can had put buttons. Zach
0: Viner yeah. Ian, you can put Zach Viner in midfield and backinson as well if you 're talking pure numbers it 's not quality, but you know we were overrun I mean the third goal I thought summed up those midfield two uh, their third goal summed up the, the the midfield two today who were you know we 're great fans of uh, Hanoa masengo. I thought he was poor, I thought he was poor, and I thought Andy King wasn 't great either, and that cavallo we were talking about, I know it was Toby I was talking about with the goal, but he ran from the halfway line with King and Hanoa in, well, nowhere. I mean, it was a good strike though, wasn't it? Yeah, to make it, give them the lead for the first time.
1: It was a good strike, but if you look at, a, if you allow a player like that to run with the ball without anybody tackling him, tripping him up uh, mm. or anything like that, um, then that's what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, for, for, for the, from a Fulham perspective, good goal from our perspective. Why didn't somebody tackle him? Why didn't a defender come out and close him down? Because we didn't. Yeah. We just allowed him to do it. Um, and OK, you, you could be allowed to do Well, the defenders were holding
0: the line. You could argue the defenders were holding the line, couldn't you? Yeah. And yeah, but, you no, know, the midfield no were nowhere.
1: Old yeah, but it's no good holding the line, Dave, if, if you allow a bloke to run at you and shoot from 20 yards. And these guys are good. They're, ex, they're ex-Premier League players, or Premiership in waiting as I think you called them, but they're ex-Premier League players and they're not League One players who are going to smash it wide nine times out of ten. You know, six, seven times out of ten, these guys will stick the ball in the back of the net. If, if you don't mark them, and close them down. And second goal they scored was the same. Where we went wrong was Campering tried to stand up and put his hands down by his side so he didn't handball it. Instead of cr- doing what he'd normally do, which is crash into the tackle and knock the ball out of play, and then the cross doesn't come in and the second one doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: It, it's la- it's lack of our the, our lack of technical ability, in other words, first touch, passing, movement, absolutely shone through, absolutely yeah. shone You looked at it and Fulham's mm-hmm. Fulham were a yard per man. Quicker, uh, apart from their defence, I think.
0: But speedy, and that's not anything to do with ability. That's fitness, is it not? Yeah? Because, I mean, I watched... We talk about balance of season, but I watched a bit of Luton and Bournemouth today as well, right? And when people go on about, oh, well, it's unfair all these clubs have got parachute payments, you know, you look at the likes of Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Coventry, Luton today, Millwall QPR just turned over West Brom. They're tumbling down the uh, top uh, eight, in the table you know fitness ability you look at luton you know how many of their players would walk into our team and the commentator said luton play and train at 100% so why aren't we compensating for a lack of ability with extra fitness extra power that's how they describe luton power play
1: yeah we, What's that we're down not to? Well, we're not a powerful side. Um, in terms of physical fitness, that may have improved since last season. Let's be honest, it, it couldn't be any worse. At one point, we had 21 players injured. But I, I still think that if, if, you, if you look at it, fitness, were we still running about at the end? Yeah, we were running about. But as, as Semenyo showed, he's physically strong enough and quick enough at championship level. And that's a massive difference between, you know, sprint. Yeah, you could be really quick. It doesn't mean you're any good. And the same yeah. applies to people with great technical ability. People always said about Brian Tinian, oh, if only he had another yard of pace. If he had another yard of pace, he'd have been playing for me. playing for
0: us. I know, and, and I know. Matt
1: know. So, but at least he had the strength and he had that passing scope and that passing range. I thought our passing today, on the whole, there were some... Good periods of play. On the whole, I thought our passing once again was really rank, and uh, it, it's and and along with some of our movement. But in playing King and Masengo against their midfield, it would be like putting out I don't know Axminster under 18s against Bristol City first team. Yeah. They'd have no chance. And and I no. thought at times we were we were really chasing the game, and we are, you know we didn't have much of the ball. Um and there were some good bits. You know, should we have had a penalty when um
0: Well, I was just gonna come onto that Ian actually when we talk about like the action. That, that was sure. that was thirty that was thirty nine minutes and it was a good break. Jade Silver inspired break in that right wing back uh, position. Okay, yeah, it was an outstanding day, far from it. I don't think, well, nobody was, but it was a good break. Vyman bought the save. Do you think uh, a more canny player would have gone down like a ton of bricks and got the penalty? Because you had the yeah. advantage of seeing it a couple of times. And, and, you know, if we got them back to three all, do you think the outcome would? would have been, well, we'd have got our third goal, so it wouldn't have been 6-2. But do you think that was a turning point or do you think the, well, the went, end result went, was always?
1: Well, they went straight up the other end and scored,
0: didn't they? Well, they did. So they did.
1: It, it, it probably That probably was the turning point of the game, but you could pick out probably a dozen moments like that. And, and sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. I thought the referee was absolutely outstanding today. Um He's a yeah. good referee, that guy.
0: Didn't notice, and, uh, him. didn't notice him, did we? No,
1: Tim Robinson. Well, there weren't a lot of free kicks in the game and he was good late on because he could have sent off Cam Pring for a second yellow when he pulled the lad back and he didn't. Right. And I think he said, well, it's 6-2. It's, it's nothing major. He might have just bumped into him. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, other referees, Andy Davis would have said, right, that's it, second yellow, you're off. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I don't think it would have been materially different uh, but we need, against sides like that, you need to be far better organised um, and far more tactically adept than we are under Nigel Pearson and Curtis Fleming, who who were both defenders. Um,
0: I know, I'm, I'm I sure know. We,
1: we're letting in way, way, way too many goals. And a lot of it's to do with the, the defence. It's as much to do with midfield. And we're very weak and it doesn't, I don't know if we're going to bring any players in. As as time goes by, um, uh, as, as time goes I by...
0: I don't think we are. I really no, don't. I, as I don't time think goes well.
1: by, I don't think we're going to bring in players. And those two guys, you've got the two guys who started in central midfield, King and Masengo. The only other mid... Well, you've got Benarus another kid. And you've got Backinson, who's great one minute, terrible the next. So... You know, if you
0: hang on, we've got well, pa, uh, Palmer's well, ten got, really, isn't he? he seems to be back in. He seems to be back in favour now. Palmer, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah I just
1: think it's a case of who else do you pick, because if you, if you look at it, who else would you you could you pick on the subs bench? You got Danny Simpson. Oh, you know why can't he play right wing back or right back? Because that's what he is. Um, yeah. So out, out that's, an, that's
0: an admission. That's an admission that his legs have gone, isn't it? Which is not a great signing. I mean, the, subs- the goal number five. Well, we go in five-two down at half time. Who was a guy co-commentating on the football today? Um, well, on, he on, on was on- a
1: Bristol City professional development coach, and, and what that is, it's a guy who um, takes the players on the transition from under-23 to first-team football.
0: All right. I mean, he was deluded at half-time when he said, if we get another goal, we might even go on to get the three points. That was yeah, as bad as Russell Osmond. Club, say, I know, I know what he could just say. No, but you could just not state stupid stuff he could just say, well, we've got yeah. a bit of a mountain to climb in the second half, but I'm sure the lads will do well, and if we could hold them in the second half, that'll be an improvement. I mean, come on. That was as bad as Russell Osman and escape to victory when they're 4-1 down, and they say, Russell says, oh, come on, we can still do it. Those of you that watch that film will only know that particular. Yeah, yeah,
1: let's be honest. He had he had Sylvester Stallone in goal, so I mean that, that's going to make a
0: difference. <laughs> yeah, be built like built a bit like Ray Cashley, Sylvester Stallone in that film. If uh, those of you that can remember uh, Ray Cashley, but there we go. Um, let's say the sixth goal was a class strike, but O'Dowda made it easy for him. Making the substitutions four minutes into the second half, or the the first two, which is when he altered the shape of the side, that was Atkinson and Martin coming on for uh, Jada Silva and Masengo. Um, bearing in mind, we were weak in midfield. Did, did, well, the, Ian, the timing of the substitutions, why not just do it at half-time? And we were weak in midfield. So what was the rationale for... Uh, Take taking Masengo off? Was he that bad? I said he was bad, but timing yeah. and the actual well, substitution. That,
1: well, I think he might, I'm surprised he didn't take menu off because, uh, you know, he might have had one eye on the Cardiff game. Um, I, I think Han will be in the team next week because quite simply, there's no one else. If if James is still injured, you you, you know, what you do? Um, yeah. You've more or less got to play I would say you could probably play Viner in Pring as is, is full-backs, but who, do, who else? And you can play Atkinson in Callas as centre-backs. At least you're going to be more solid than we were today. I mean, Cardiff aren't a patch on, um, a patch on Fulham, and you wouldn't expect them to be. But... Yeah. Um, They're
0: having a a pretty shit time themselves at the moment, Cardiff, aren't they? I think they've lost eight of their last nine home games or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that is going to be... Sorry, go on. Well, that's
1: what we've got to rely on, Dave, because those are the type of sides we've got to beat, or at least not lose to. Um, Yeah. Because (laughs) we're a bottom eight side. There's no two ways about it. And the more I'm hearing about next season and the worries around financial fair play and all the rest of it. And we've got players that are earning a lot of money and we can't shift. That seems to be the top and bottom of it. So, yeah. um, you know, all the stuff, the claptrap we've been hearing, I've been calling it claptrap for the last five, six years. Um, uh, about, you know, five five pillars or five pillocks, whatever it was, and financial fair play and all the rest of it, sustainable this and sustainable that. It is just complete nonsense. And um, I, I'm, I'm afraid the more I hear, I don't get enthused by it. Uh, I, I don't think, wow, that's going to make me rush out and buy a season ticket because – we lost three thousand season ticket holders and a lot of them had been with had been with City, had been season ticket holders for seven years or more. So you've got yeah. some twenty guys in there who went, Do you know what? I've had enough of this. And I don't think you've got the post lockdown bounce that got the season ticket sales going last year. I mean, I'd be very interested to see how many season tickets, how many half season tickets they sold and where we are. In terms of the number of holders, because I well, you just got
0: to look at how many people have got tickets that don't even uh, show up. Because go. I've noticed that this season, you know, and I mean, I, yes. I, as you know, I've done corporate, but I've been so hacked off with it for the last four seasons prior to this one that you know I've cut my car. Well, I will temporary... go, well, come what may, as you will. Although I know you live a long way away, and so you well, know you're going to be more discerning.
1: If I'm in the country, I'll normally go. Um, but if it's normally 10 percent, and it's been the same for years, 10 percent of season ticket holders don't turn up for one reason or another. I, you know it could be anything can you know death in the family or it's sickness or holiday, anything yeah. like that. but that's the normal figure. So if you've got 15,000 season ticket holders, there's always 1,500 that don't turn up, and they are counted in the gate. And I think we'll have a good turnout, even though it's an early kickoff. I think we'll have a good turnout for Cardiff. So people aren't that act off with it. But I I honestly think these are are must-win games for us because we have to start getting up to that mid-table security. Um, And and I know that uh, Reading and Derby have had the points deductions and and Peterborough aren't going very well at all, Um, albeit we've been linked with one of their players, or in fact two of them.
0: Is that uh,
1: Johnson player. Clark Harris? Johnson Clark Harris. And I'm wondering to see what the reaction from the fan base is about an ex-Rovers player. But anyway, everybody took to Matty Taylor, didn't they? So well, you I mean, never people know.
0: People took that. the, the in days gone by, didn't they? Yes. Uh, sure,
1: stick him yeah. up, up front with Masengo and at least you've got a bit of physicality and a bit of presence up yeah. there that we haven't got at the moment. Uh, but yeah. there's more to it than that. I think d- defense, we need to do something radical uh, defensively because... God forbid, Calas gets an injury. We really are up to our necks in it, you know. And, and it, that's one player. So I, yeah. I really, I really think we, we we must do something, even if it's even if it's bringing in loans. Um,
0: All right, Ian, Ian. Sorry, just just dropped my pen. Um, three peeps asked the question, and we talked about it at the beginning. They just asked it in a text about ten minutes ago. Um, why aren't the club telling us? Why aren't they being open? about Baker. Why aren't they just saying he's got a severe head injury and we don't expect him to play this season. And Jason, C- Jason Cundey, Robbie Cundey, um, you know, is the indication is that Pearson considers him a bit like Louis Britton. That he's, he's, you know, he's not bothered whether he's fit or not. He's not going to pull him back. And also, he was asked about Taylor Moore and he said he's on loan. Surely for all his inadequacies, the defensive problems we've got and the lack of being able to go out and get players better than what we got. Do you think it would have made sense to call Taylor Moore back? Cause his wage isn't that big such that it's going to inflate the wage bill, is it?
1: No, they, it, it, it doesn't. Um, well, let's t- talk about all of them. First of all, Bacon, Nathan Baker, Bacon. they don't need to give a precise reason. They could say um, Nathan's, uh, Nathan's out for the season, and, but he'll be back in the summer. So that stops all the questions getting asked. Absolutely. Everybody. The
0: Absolutely. press
1: conference this week, I thought was a disgrace. Um, you had four people on there and they all asked more or less the same question. So, I know Pearson's irritable, but I'd be irritable if four people asked me the same question one after the other in a slightly different way. I, I, I yeah. think the standard is absolutely dreadful. So when somebody said about Baker, no, no, there's, no, there's been no change there. Why didn't the follow-up come? So, Nigel, is it possible that Nathan could be out for the season? And at that point, he says, well, yeah, I suppose he could be. Yeah. So... But I think they just all come out. It's, I don't think it's a question of coming clean. I mean, I don't want to know the precise details of his head injury. Uh, there were rumours going around that he'd been advised to retire. Um, I've been told by someone that knows that no decision has been made around that. So I, I can clear that up. And it's definitely from someone who knows. So yeah. I... I no decision has been made around him retiring uh, or being advised to quit. But all they need to do to take the pressure off, and it takes the pressure off Nathan as well, they can say, yeah, we're not expecting to see Nathan back this season uh, and we're yeah. going to give him the summer to, summer to recuperate.
0: Or he can so, say, we don't expect to see him back till the closing stages of the season, right? And the closing stages, yeah, say, the last 10 games, saying, yeah?
1: Yeah, but then you get through to April and people say, well, when you say the closing stages, do you mean the last five games, the last eight games, the last 10? Yeah. If you say yeah. he's out for the no, season... But it leaves all the door
0: open, it, it, it shuts it down. Okay, yeah, on. it's like if, it shuts it all, down. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, agree.
1: If, if all of a sudden Nathan Baker says, you know, recovers with any amount of games left, 10 games left, you say, oh, great news. Nathan's back in training, da da di da da And then... Earlier than
0: anticipated, you've raised – you've not – you've you've presented the worst-case scenario, yeah, and yeah. then if he comes back early, that's a positive. I mean, AABCFC has said on it, unless we, sign, unless we are signing a centre-back, you should have brought back Taylor Moore for cover. If nothing else, he can also fill in at right-back, right-wing-back. Yeah? Yes, you know, can. And, you said, a lot and he's been right-footed. He's been
1: playing – well, he's been playing for Hearts it, it it right back, right wing back. So, yes, I, I is the question is is Taylor more better than Riley Taylor? Yes, he is. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Well, he's
0: different I'm, side he's, of the field as okay, well, my dear. I mean. He's left. He's right footed, isn't
1: he? Yeah, he is. right footed. But with Cundy, one thing Cundy did do is won more balls in the air in a very physical division in a, in League One last season. Now wow, couldn't we have done with somebody like that today, Marko Mitrovic? Because if you saw how well Fulham played when he went off, I know they'd taken their foot off the gas, but they weren't anything like his good when Mitrovic left the field. Nothing like it. Not even close. So, no, I, I you know, he, and Kundi's the big six foot three, six foot four guy. And uh, he's, done, he's done two games. he's did half of one game. He's done 75 minutes in another. I suppose his next, uh, step is is to play 90 minutes for the under 23s or a couple of 90 minute games. The same thing with Joe Williams is Nathan Baker. Where's you know, Joe Williams has been back training for two, three weeks, I think. So he's joining yeah. in, he's training. So why is he nowhere near the team? Well, we need to be careful. Yeah, I heard,
0: the only thing I heard there is that the nature of his injuries. We have to be careful in bringing him back. Yeah, so, well, we brought him back
1: before and he's got injured straight away. So what are we going to do? I like I'd have asked. Okay, so what are we going to do different now? Will Joe have to play a couple of games for the under twenty threes as Robbie Kundi has? Is is that his pathway back into the team? What are we going to do this different now from last time? So if you remember last time, he came back against Sheffield United in an FA Cup game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, he broke down. That's
0: and right. And he last played season, against was, it. Yeah.
1: He played against Forest Green this season, broke down. So when I'd have been asking questions around, well, what's his pathway? What you? What does he need to do to be selected for the first team? Because in terms of ability, on the limited amount I've seen of him in a City shirt, he's better than any of our other central midfielders, with a possible exception of Senga on a really good day, right? Yeah, no, I agree. One
0: hundred percent agree.
1: He's certainly good enough to be in the team, right? Yeah. And Bristol Red, I'm mentioning Kundi because it's been brought up and because he's a centre back.
0: Yeah, we're right? not obsessing about we're not obsessing about in Bristol. Not obsessing about we're him, right? just
1: talking but about him, options. today. If you looked at our defence today, and somebody said, "Well, what could Bristol City do with?" You just said a bloody good centre half, somebody who can win the ball in the air. Because yeah. Mitrovic, I don't think he lost the header today. Not one. Yeah. And and he's also he's a very good footballer. He's very good with the ball at his feet, chest in it. Yeah. But he's yeah. a so he's like a wardrobe. You know, so yeah. I can understand yeah. why he's he's um God. Sorry, right, I'll answer this. You you say something, Dave, I'll we'll just answer this fellow again. Go
0: on, he's never played for us. How can be a bloody good centre back? He played a whole season in uh, League One for Gillingham. Yeah. So the question question uh, to us
1: is if you don't play him, how do you know? And if you're not going to play him, release him and sign somebody. You already got rid of the wages then, aren't you? Just release the bloke. Then you go and sign free transfer for uh, Gillingham or somebody like that. And we can hang on a few years and then sign him for two or three million quid, like we did with with Atkinson, 1.6 million.
0: Yeah, because we didn't know he'd had one season in League Two before he came here, didn't he? That's what. That's what. Was uh, it League Two uh, or League One he was in, Atkinson? Well, he's from
1: Oxford. What are they? League One, aren't they? Yeah, League One.
0: Yeah, sorry, League One. But that's all he'd done. Yeah. So you know, Thomas. What's Thomas saying? Cundy will be released when his contract is up. There you go. So, so, so he's going to go the same way as Louis Britton, isn't he? I guess that he's not going to. Well, he's, he's, a, he's out
1: of contract anymore. at the end of the season. So, so's so's Louis Britton. So yeah. okay, then then we need to sign. A centre-back.
0: Exactly, but I bet the wages of those two don't equal the wages of Danny Simpson, who's not playing at no. all because he's knackered. This is the well, stupidity of it. We don't,
1: know, of it? We, we don't know what he is, Dave, but certainly from a, a signing perspective, nothing against the bloke, <clears throat> but he's been he's been a waste of a wage.
0: Yeah, that's right. Tomo's saying Kundi is on peanuts. Yeah, absolutely right, as is Louis Britton. But we've got, yeah. you know, we're meant to be being frugal, so we go out and splash the cash on Leicester City old boys, yeah. And to be fair, yeah, Matty James being the virtual exception when he's playing. But to be fair, they've not lived up to expectations. To me, they're they've been a little bit like Gary O'Neill. That all look at who we've signed, yeah, and it's never been that player that lifts us based on their experience, yeah. Matty James think, maybe yeah. is an exception I'd, to that rule.
1: I, I think James has been has been the best of the three. <clears throat> let's put let's put it that way. And, and but at the moment he seems to have a recurring injury, and he has had a bad time in his career previously with injuries. So if you're relying on uh, on getting um, James back in the team, say for example for the Cardiff game, it may be that Pearson thinks, well, if I leave him out today, that'll give him. A week because he didn't play last week either, so he's had a, a couple of weeks, uh, or even possibly three weeks since the last it time. Will, he played be
0: three you know, weeks by the time, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So to, to get him, and he might be able to play that game. And after two games, the Cardiff game is the one we by far we've got the best chance of oh, winning. Oh, We've
0: got to win that. We've got so to win. that. I mean, I'm looking good. at the. Yeah, he's done that. Sorry, we don't know. We don't know. No, we just we just don't know. I mean, in terms of. Midfield, uh, you yeah, know, picking a side for um, Cardiff, you know, I guess, you know, you got to go for the Callan. if you're going to play three five two. You go to the Callas, Atkinson, Pring, and then you have, uh, do do you have Viner? Do you have Viner as the right wing back then? Since De Silva's not working, and yeah, you know, God, I just don't want to see Callum O'Dowd put on a City shirt again. I just think he offers nothing. I said this last week and, be, you know, he, he's a whipper. I wouldn't
1: that strongly, but it depends. Are you going to play with a winger, which Callum is, he's a left winger, or are you going to play with a wing back? In which case, Callum Pring's um, Cameron Pring is a better option. Now, can Zach play right wing back? Not an ideal position, but I'd rather see him there than Alex Scott it, from a defensive standpoint, so yeah. that get that means you can push Scott into where he played today, which is a ten, which I think is his best position.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. or you could introduce him as an impact player. As I think we, we desperately need three players in central midfield. And and I think we need yeah. that next week yeah. as well, because yeah. as a two, yeah. the same going king aren't strong Doesn't enough.
0: Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I mean you talk about Not wingers, defense. right? Wingers. O'Dowder... We know what he's capable of, which is not enough end product. You know, I sort of did a little player cam on him, and he did one or two good things, but lots of bang average things. Right? If you want to talk yeah. about having a having a uh, having a winger, why not Benarus I could not see Benarous being any less effective than a bloke who's been here in his sixth season and has played all the matches he had. And limited assists and limited goals. I would much sooner see Benarus wearing that shirt, and he's got a little bit of devilment about him. He'll get stuck in. O'Dowda does those stupid, annoying little fouls where he leaves a foot in there. I don't. He did a couple today, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I want to see the youngsters, and I would much sooner have Benaruz in instead of O'Dowda, or even Jay De Silva playing on that left side in front of Pring, because I don't think De Silva on the right, uh, sorry, on the left, you know, left fullback in a, in a four, you know, is, I, I just don't think he's, um, I just don't think he, he's tall enough. There we go. We're obsessing about height again. <laughs> well,
1: Benarus ben is more of a central player. And as somebody's quite rightly said on here, Jimmy Mann, um, he doesn't possess the pace of Calamo Dowder And, and Calamo Dowda has got pace. Um, well,
0: but we never see him use it enough.
1: Well, we do. He Dan, doesn't use it he, enough. He, he's, oh. he's got crossing, but if no good asking Calamoder to do something, he can't like defend him from set pieces. We'll
0: play he can't do that.
1: <laughs> he's a left winger. Clive, Clive yeah. Whitehead was a was a was a much better player, but he he wasn't great in the air from set pieces. And we had other people that could do that. You know, your Norman Hunter's, your Gary Colliers, your Jeff Merricks, and players like that. So yeah. you know, it's horses for courses. But if you we don't we don't concede. QPR's late winner at Ashton Gate if Chris Martin's on the field taking up that near post position and not Callum. Yeah. So stop asking players, That's down to the manager, stop asking players to do what they can't do.
0: Mm. You know, Tell Thomas Callas is,
1: is one of the best players, yeah, but you wouldn't play not, as a ten, would you?
0: Absolutely not. This is backtracking a bit. Tell me, why did we get rid or why did he, why did we get rid of Nicholas Eliasson? Because if you look at he if he, he is everything that he didn't want to say, yeah, because they, he wasn't being played, was he?
1: Well, we've been through this before. Nicholas Eliasson didn't want to play, didn't want to stay because he wasn't getting a regular starting place, and no manager, Johnson, who signed him, Holden, nobody gave him a regular starting place, and he wanted to play first team football. Yeah. So, so that's why he left, and. He wouldn't sign a new contract. And very sensibly, because he didn't want to stay, we sold him. Now, uh, as opposed to, oh, you could name him, couldn't you? Giju, who went, who walked away for nothing. Nicky Maynard. And, you know, he's going to stay with us and he loves us and we love him. We Liam Walsh, another one. So, you know, the players, that, sometimes the player says, look, you know, I'm not starting games. I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to play. You've got to sell them, and that's what you do. Yeah, you don't no, hold to their content. But yeah, if, if you look them, at if, if you pay five million quid for them, you don't let them do that.
0: No. But what when you look at the number of assists that Elias and had, yeah, and yeah. you know, and if he was played consistently, why? Well, why wasn't he played consistently? Why was Calamo being played ahead of him? Because if you look at ability, assists, and a, a goal-scoring record that is certainly not worse than Callum O'Dowder, what was it they didn't like about him?
1: Well, they, di- they didn't like the fact that he wasn't that great a defending. So it, it makes... You what, make is, up, Callum? You know, is Callum? Is yeah, Callum? Yeah, but you... No, he's not. But so that's why I say you don't ask players to do what they can't do. So it, he was a very effective substitute. and And when he got the highest number of assists, and from memory it was 15 or 16... Who do you think got the second highest number of assists? Go on. Jack Hunt. Another yeah. bloke. We signed for 1.8 million and we let walk. Now, he won everybody's yeah. cup of tea. Yeah. But, no. God, I, I know I'd rather have it right wing back him or Jay De Silva. Or even Zach Viner. So,
0: or Danny Simpson. Okay, let, yeah.
1: Let players go. Find players come, players go. I've seen hundreds over the years. But... Have a have a plan. Have a plan to say, well, I'm going to let him go. Okay, then. So what are you what are you going to do then? And what formation you're going to play? First of all, mm-hmm. Pearson needs to decide what formation he's going to play, and he needs yep. to bring in players who can play in the positions in that formation. Not try and shoehorn Jader Silva in it, right wing back, no. or turn uh, uh, Zach Viner into a dominant. Um Centre back, which he isn't. So, you know, it play players in their best position where they can add the best value, and, and decide what formation you're going to play and give it a try for five games. You know, if you want to play three five two, great. If you want to play four five one, come four three three, fabulous. But for God's sake, d- just give it a rest. I mean, we'll, yeah. we might go to a yeah. back four next week against Cardiff, and all that chopping and changing. So a lot of the players got to be thinking. Oh, hang on a minute, where am I playing next week? Am I left back, left wing? And it must come into their head in a game that you know a player makes a forward run and thinks, "Well, oh, Christ, hang on a minute. No, I'm I'm playing left back this week. I'm not a left winger, so I've got to get back there." It it must confuse the players, and I'm not seeing any any sort of consistency in that. And it's all right, Pearson, getting terse with people when they say how close was Rob Atkinson in. Uh, you know, would you think about doing this? But you can do that if you're winning. But but when you're not winning games, what have we lost now? Four out, or at the last six, five out of the last six.
0: Yeah, they have. Uh, well, no, know, they had so- uh, four home. They had four home games in a row, and they lost three yeah. of them. Yeah. So, yeah. um and and so now we've-, we've lost four out of the last five. Yeah.
1: That's so it is, it's, it's not going brilliant. He's got to be a. a uh, expect to to be asked some searching questions you know i thought the guy's the other day the next question was going to be what's your favorite color i mean let, let's start asking not to i'm going to say awkward questions you've got to ask all questions all right well, look, Ian, you think- you're
0: going to get a perfect you're going to get a perfect opportunity to ask questions because this coming thursday is senior reds lunch and we're told that mm-hmm. nigel pearson is is coming along as the um, is coming along as a guest speaker, so Wonderful. you know what. So, you know, you're absolutely right about the journalists. I think what you're saying about them—they're supplementary questions or they ask closed questions. They don't know how to re, re re create an original question if somebody's already asked it because the questions suite is going to be the same most weeks. I mean, what question if you get one chance to ask Nigel Pearson a question? next Thursday lunchtime at Senior Reds. What are you going to ask him? Just one question.
1: I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask, I'd ask him um, how many players he thinks he's going to bring in in the transfer window. And a supplementary, and, might, and if he says, well, he's not going to bring in a striker. Um, I'd say, well, why don't you think you need a striker possibly to play next to Semenyo? um and does that mean well, no, he's, got Viman, Martin, he's got
0: yeah. Vyman and Martin? He's got Viman and Martin. If you say Semenyo today has proved that he can actually do it, but what what question are you gonna ask mm. him? Yeah, there's people on here that are texting. Um, you know, what what question would you like us to ask? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him the question uh, that somebody on here puts. And, and Red Robin said, oh, "Blow me in, don't get kicked out of that lunch." Mind <laughs> asking? It's too many tough questions. You probably only get one. About, won't make you it, it you know, till dessert.
1: Well, I don't. I don't think there's a lot of other people at the lunches as well as me. And you know, he's going to be asked difficult questions. And I mean, we were there when we when Ashton was accused of being a lawyer.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh, you know, is that person he been was. proved wrong? <laughs> you know, is that person is that person been proved wrong?
0: Yeah, All right, yeah. you get.
1: Some other people who, who, you know, crawl up the northern orifice. But th- that's not my style. Never has been and never yeah. will be. Um no. and, and if I get a, a, a chat, because the other thing you've got to do is make sure who manages the microphone. Yeah. Because when we don't really hear any of this, you know, oh, hello, Steve. Thank you very much for letting us play in, in your stadium and paying money to do it. And how, what, can I just say on behalf of everybody, how, how wonderful you are, Nigel. I don't want to hear any of that. Just
0: Well, I don't think anybody can say how wonderful <laughs> Nigel is. I mean, it was interesting. I used this phrase uh, a couple of weeks ago because I quoted it from when Nigel joined and the bloke doing the co-commentary. I'm not going to remember his name, even though you told me a few minutes ago. The bloke doing the, two co- t- the commentary, and this was after uh, – 28 minutes when we were actually winning 2-1. And he said, right the way through the club, you know, the philosophy is playing front foot football. yeah, Fast front foot football. Yeah. And he actually yes. said that. So, <laughs> we have shown even today and the way Semenyo played and just, just that opening 20 minutes until the floodgates open. We are, I think, we're, and I know you said the passing was rank. And it was by and large today. But I think we are playing a bit more enterprisingly than we were two months ago in that really bad November period when it looked like, um, you know, um, Pearson's future was on the line.
1: Yeah, today was some of the best attacking football we played this season. We look quick, we look purposeful at times, but we didn't do it enough. And you can't play like that but not defend. You have to be able to do both. So, because you could, I'm not being funny, you could just kick the ball forward and play five up front and and you'd be, you know, you, you'd be okay, okay attacking, but you'd be conceding so many goals down the other end in professional football. But there's some great, there's some great questions coming in here.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, that- somebody said, in. somebody said, yeah, picking up on the questions coming in, somebody said, you're talking about, we talked about Trance. You're going to ask him, are we going to sign a striker? I don't think we need a striker now, yeah, because I think between Vyman, Semenyo, Martin, Wells, yeah, I think we've got enough firepower there to keep us up, yeah, because what we don't want to be doing is losing – we don't want to be losing games 3-2 – yeah we want to be scraping one nil by shoring it up at the back and that is what you'd expect with having two former professional footballers who were defenders not attackers so i don't think we need anybody up front not saying we won't in the summer but the rest of this season we should be signing you know defenders and what about You know, do you think, Ian, Nigel would look at the loan market? What about getting a Steve Corker type in? Surely there's a very, very good, Mm -hmm. confident young man in a Premier League team that we could go for. Yeah,
1: he's obviously woken up in the morning or been thoroughly hurt by the loan market before and he doesn't want to do it. And you look at some of the players that have been around the Championship all known, one today, Harry Wilson. You know, Fulham were the first club to sign him from Liverpool. I think he was at, was he at Bournemouth? On loan, and then he was at Cardiff yeah. on loan, and
0: yeah, yeah, Cardiff. Make, Adam, it makes
1: yeah, making a huge difference to your team. I mean, I love Mark's question, Mark Carter's question. Question for Pearson: You keep saying we are where we are. Where are we?
0: That,
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's a and Roy Buff. Will we stay up? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I won't quote that one. What's the three-year plan? Yeah. You know, Alan Payne said you can't play like we did today, seven young, inexperienced players, um, and win championship matches. No, we did exactly the same thing against Huddersfield. Yeah, and that's why we lost that one three one. So, uh, I'm not seeing an identity. I'm not seeing a vision. I'm not seeing a real purpose. And I think a lot of the players that we've got down there are very confused. And if you look at pit the effect Pearson's add on and add. And then contrast it to the effect Steve Cooper's had. in well, Nottingham and, Forest.
0: Oh, Nottingham Forest, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. They drew today, didn't well, they? Yeah, and they beat
1: there. When he came in, they were bottom three, I think. They got 37 points now, so they're five points off yeah. the playoffs. Now, yeah. they haven't got, you look at their team, they haven't got world beating fantastic players, but he plays the same system everywhere he goes, and he, he plays this. Three, four, two, one system, and we should have beaten them at Ashton Gate. We should have absolutely yeah. beaten them, but he came back suicidal defending from Bentley and Baker. I think gave the penalty away, didn't
0: he? Yeah. yeah. And
1: that is the type of thing that I, I'm seeing. That um, I'm not seeing mental strength. I'm not seeing physical. Apart from Semenya, I'm not seeing physical strength. Uh, and and I just it it worries me because I can't see how it's going to improve. In the latter part of this season, what we got now—twenty games left.
0: Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's um, game twenty-six today. Yeah, twenty games. Yeah,
1: we have got twenty games left. I can't see how it's going to improve next season. And I think a lot of people, as I said earlier on, will Are we, say, "Yeah, do you know what? Season ticket sponsorship? Yeah, no, uh, we'll give it a miss. You, you get, you get everything right down there. You know, make, and we'll come back, stuff, and then we'll come back. And and yeah, there's a lot more to do these days than when me and you were kids growing up."
0: Oh crumbs! Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, we we, it, we 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 any football fan, even those at the top of the bloody Premier League, yeah, they're critical, and you know it's always easy to criticise City, and we're you know as we say on here, we tell it as it is, you know, and we'll we'll give the praise. But look, I mean, if you look at the league table, I mean, one club I want to say that's being held up. Look at them and look at this Russell Martin. And look at Swansea. Oh, we should have hung on to Jamie Patterson. Swansea, right? Okay, they played three games less than us. I not looked at that. Swansea just sat there two points behind us. But if you look at the league table, there are eight – no, sorry, seven points between us and Hull. That's the bottom six. Hull, Cardiff, Reading, Derby, Peterborough, Barnsley. We will have to be absolutely dog poo – right? If we're going to drop down into the bottom three. I think Derby have got enough to pull out of it, and their financial misdemeanors, we can talk about that for another day. Cardiff are dropping like a stone. Next week's game against Cardiff, they're all must-win games, but Ian, if we draw against Cardiff, I no, let's say we lose against Cardiff, lose against Cardiff and then Perrish have thought, two tough away games at Luton and Preston. Yeah, and that we will be Mm -hmm. Luton's next home game. Yeah. So we could lose three in a row and then that would mean we'd lost um, seven out of eight if we lost three in a row. Let's say we drew one. We'd have won one out of eight games. Four points. (laughs) Nobody's calling for Nigel Pearson's sacking because, you know, as he says, it is what it is. We are where we are. But at what point do we get worried?
1: worried? Well, I'm I'm worried now. Um, Okay. I I don't forget Hull. I'm looking at Peterborough have got 19 points, but they've got two games in hand. Do I think they'll win them? No. And they're 11 points adrift of us. Right? Yeah. But there are a lot of teams around us. As you say, Swansea have played three less games. Uh, Hull have played two less games. Cardiff and Reading have played one less game. Uh, So Preston are above us by two points. They've played two less games. So we've got to start winning games of football. That's what it's all about. And I don't care how we play. I don't care who plays. I don't care what formation we play we have to come up with a way to win. And I can't pick the team and nor can you. He won't let me. So uh, at the end of the day, I don't expect us to compete. uh, Sorry, I don't expect us to beat teams like Fulham. I expect us to compete in a professional manner with a game plan that's well thought out. And I didn't see that today. And I haven't seen that a lot this season. Um, And it's okay being terse. Uh, with the press and other people, but they've got a right to ask the question. And it's not going well. It hasn't gone well since he walked in the door. His win rate's abysmal. His win rate's abysmal. And his points rate's abysmal this season. It's better than last, but last was, he said himself, that, you you know, a season went on a month longer, we'd have been relegated. Yeah. So, It can. Is it an improvement on last season? Yes, it is. Is it good to watch? Very rarely. Were we better today in the attacking sense? Yes, we were. But our midfield and our defence was simply porous. So, you know, a coach, manager, call them what you will, gets judged on results. Um, So, and we're not getting the
0: results. How many, how many games has he had now, Ian? Pearson? How many games have you had? About Georgia? 40. It's about 40. That's right. so games. It's 26 this season. And then, yeah, 26 this season now. I think
1: it's about, about 15. 15 last... Yeah, it's not
0: a full, it's not it's a full season just yet. Yeah. It's about 41. No, Mark Carter's just said 42.
1: Yeah, depends if you. And Mark Carter has
0: also him. said his record is worse than O'Driscoll and worse than Poulos. There you go, ten wins, twenty-three defeats.
1: Yeah, and that's his. If nine you look draws. at his league record, I mean, his cup record's dreadful. So we won't even quote that. But I mean, a- after the Millwall game, his record was played to thirty-nine, and and I've taken the Middlesbrough game off him because he'd only been in the job about two hours yeah. before we did that. Played thirty-nine, won ten, drew nine, lost twenty. 447 against 63, so a minus 16 goal difference, 39 yeah. points out of 117. So his win rate is 26%, and his point rate is 33%. So over the season, that would get you relegated on 46 points. In a lot of seasons, some seasons you might just about
0: survive. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it, depressing.
1: It's record- it, is, it is depressing. Worse than that now. So his record's dreadful. So it's all right you know when you're top of the league and you know okay, all right nigel I see today you played uh 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 i don't know a six one three formation, well yeah we won four 0 next question, you can be like yeah. that then, yeah, but it, when you're getting walloped uh, and i heard i mean i I've, I've heard the a snippet of what you said uh after the game, uh but if you look at look at the cup this season, forest green out we go. Jana scores yeah. two goals in that game, not seen since. Um, and and then against Fulham reserves, when we should have won the game in the 90 minutes, we get to the point where they can bring on a bit of quality and do us. So yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that I'm not seeing anything at the moment that is making me, and, and I've talked to an awful lot of City fans one way or another, and even the ones that are largely sometimes called happy clappies, are beginning to scratch their head and, and say,
0: well... well that's yeah. why next weekend's game, Ian. That's why next Saturday lunchtime's game is important. Jimmy Mann said, 1979 said, I think he deserves to leave for selection. Jada silver at right wing back, as advised by uh, uh, me. <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. I mean, look, I think we we still feel, the majority of fans feel that we've got the manager that I haven't watched the documentary. I'm going to, but it's featured on, um, uh, was it against all odds? The one with Kasper Schmeichel, uh, which is talking about his career. And I think it culminates with the Christian Eriksen thing, but more than that, why am I mentioning it? That he said, Leicester wouldn't have achieved anything that they did without Nigel Pearson. You know, now that is all about eight and eight, eight years ago now yeah that's why he is being allowed the credit that that he's got i think mark carter with all his comments on it he's turning into like i was about lee johnson mark so i know where you're coming from but uh you know i want him to succeed yeah i want him to
1: succeed as they say on uh finance adverts you know past performance is no guarantee of future benefit
0: the value of your investment may go up down as well as up and it's gone
1: down I think one of the reasons that he hasn't been, he been um, sacked it was two he's had the, the bite with Covid and they couldn't very well get rid of him with that but I think the main reason is we don't want to pay off another manager No, and he's got he's on a three year contract what's he been here a year
0: so well, a he's, year got, February,
1: he's got two years left Probably cost us a million quid. We're paying him off, even even gradually. It's going to cost us the same over a couple of years, and we have to bring yeah. in somebody else. And, and who would you bring in? No,
0: no, so, I don't think there's going to be any. Ian, I don't think I don't think there is going to be. Oh, uh, I'm not any saying change. there
1: will be a change. I'm, I'm just saying that's why Steve Lansdowne, because he'll make the final decision. It won't yeah. it won't be Richard or John. Um, that's why Steve Lansdowne is is stuck with him now. Okay, yeah. we've got. 30 points, we're 11 points clear of the drop. I would imagine the board are reasonably, reasonably relaxed, but they have to be disappointed with the results. There can't be anything else. You can't be pleased to lose. Um, So I I think next week's game is absolutely massive. And we've got to pick up the points against the teams around us. And we've got to do that as soon as possible because we're, we're one injury, one or two injuries, Away from a bit of a catastrophe, so you know, please God, I'm wrong. We don't, you know, players don't get injured, and we've got a chance to bring in some players, even if it's on loan.
0: Because we, which you know, which, she, which she's not going to do. I mean, do, I mean, Jimmy Man said on here, but who could improve this bunch of players? Which really means uh, that.
1: Well, that's what Forrest said about you.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: we you yeah. can't blame you. I mean, these players are useless, and but. Cooper's got you now. Huh?
0: what Cooper's come in and done. All right, um, Ian, we're uh, we've done our hour and a bit. Um, Semenyo's performance today. Do you remember that performance? It was a match when uh, Lewis Carey and uh, Bradley Orr squared up to one another. I think it was against MK Northampton away. Was it when? Um, Dave Cottrell, though, yeah. he put in a startling performance. It was a Friday night game on television. Was it Northampton? Yeah, yeah. it was. You're absolutely right. Northampton right. Yeah, It was, was on there. TV, bizarrely. You were there. Bizarrely. Yeah. Um, and Wigan came along within three or four days of that and made a cheeky bid for Cottrell, Dave Cottrell, and bought him for, I think it was about 1.2 million. And it was one of those that you thought, oh, great, we'll drive him there. Of course, although cotts was a good player, he wasn't a great player, another winger, actually. Um, do you think Semenyo's performance today, because they were top-quality goals in a 6-2 defeat, yeah, yeah. do you think somebody might come along and make a cheeky bid for Semenyo? Uh,
1: they might make a cheeky bid, but we wouldn't take it. Richard Gould's interview last week that a lot of people picked up on was was basically a, what I call a signalling interview. It was a like a signal in a negotiation. Well, yeah, you know, uh, serious bids uh, we we take notice of, uh, but there's never going to be a fire sale. And we don't need to sell our best players. So that's basically signalling to clubs out there who think they're going to offer, I don't know, let's say a million quid or two million quid for Masengo or Semenyo. Uh, they are uh, they're wasting their time. Now yeah. we've also learned this week there has been no bid at all for Masengo. No. So the stuff about Freiburg of putting four to six million was rubbish.
0: Poppycock, yeah.
1: Uh, Watford actually, it was said that Watford offered more than that in the summer and we turned it down. Now, yeah. in the summer, the powers that be knew where we were financially. So if we were that desperate we'd have taken the big. one We should have taken it
0: for a player. We'd have got our money back at the very least for a player that on paper, until so recently, has got no goals, no assists. It
1: yeah. was more than six. So we'd have got more than, I think we, we finished, I had a chat with Lee Johnson one day and said, what well, what was the number? Because uh, it was being quoted 8 million. I think it was one of these deals where it, you know, rise into 8 million if he got France caps and scored so many goals and did this. But, but Lee Johnson said it no he said it was about half that so half that's four million yeah so you know that's uh, if, if you're saying would you take four million from a tomorrow I'd say well it depends what what you're gonna spend the money on um,
0: yeah no get, true Ian.
1: Yeah, If, you can get three if quality we can go tickets. out and get
0: anybody... Well, we're not going to get... I think, yeah. Look, I, I, I'd like us to focus on defensive stuff because conceding goals does appear to be the problem. Well, we're maybe a bit further to the closing of the window about, next how Saturday.
1: Midfield? How about midfield? And
0: defensive midfielder, if the fitness of Matty James, Andy King and Joe Williams is as yeah. flaky as what it appears to be, then, yeah... We well, could do. With... You can't
1: rely on. You, you cannot rely on. On, unfortunately, sad to say, it. Cause he's. He's. I mean, I'm not. A kid, no, we're not going to be able it. to
0: rely on Joe. No, Joe. Joe Williams. Joe you Williams' record is such that we can't rely on him. End of story.
1: No, you can't rely on Joe Williams. You can't rely on Nathan either. Who, you know. And is, I, what is, was
0: Nathan's? Yeah. Con- what was Nathan's contract that we gave him this summer? Was it one year or two-, two years? Two years.
1: Yeah. So he's out of contact in, a, in a, yeah. another, another year. From he's got another season at the end of this one. So yeah. I, I said at the time. Uh, so it's not hindsight. I said at the time. Great signing if we can keep him fit. And by that, I thought he might play. Well, I don't know, thirty games. Yeah, uh, but he's going to get. He's going to get he's nowhere near that. that. No, he's not.
0: Um, not so, this season. So it's it's really
1: sad. I, I my own view as I, I said before, we we do need a striker. I'd like somebody powerful and similar to Semenyo, and, and then we can play with, with pace on the break, real pace. Um, we can play with pace on the break. You can play Weimann in behind as a 10 if you want, and that gives you that. But I, I still think... I don't,
0: Ian, stri- we're not going to get a player better than what we've got with the money we've got available, striker. We're not.
1: One, you'll get one quicker, Dave, and, and how do you know? How do you well, I don't you think we win? are.
0: I don't and think say we say are. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Well, look, we can talk. Yeah. We can don't, talk don't about forget, that.
1: We're, well, don't forget, we're shopping in League One. We're not shopping at Chelsea anymore. Richard Gould said no. that. Yeah. So, we're, we're shopping in League One. Teams um, in 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 League One or bottom end of the Championship. In the case of Peterborough, they need they need the money. They need it more than we do because they haven't all got Steve Lansdowne figures that can, out a push, bail them out again. So, right. um, you know... I, well, I think... Let's
0: wait and see. Let's wait and see. Let's, let's wait and see. It's time is. Let's see what, is... it'd be, it'd be let's what happens. Because one, be one,
1: one sale could let, set an awful lot of dominoes falling. And, know, and, let's and say one
0: sale might not, sale. not even be this club, because it could be Lloyd Kelly going, he conceded an own goal today. I exactly. didn't see that goal. But Lloyd Kelly going could give us two and a half million quid, which is, you know... Um, which would come in handy. It was interesting. The one transfer snippet that I caught this uh, week, uh, listening to talk sport was a the way they signed Coutinho and they were paying they reckon most of his 300 grand a week but call it a quarter of a million quid and they were paying him that for the balance of the season which is 20 weeks five million quid but if he was the difference between Villa finishing in 17th and 16th it was a self-funding uh because they get you get two and a half million quid for each uh position you rise up the table not that the Villa are doing particularly well uh, against Man United. As we say this, well, we'll be back next Saturday. It's a lunchtime kickoff, but we'll be doing a live pod at six o'clock. I think we agreed that, Ian. Yep. So uh, yeah, thanks did. to everybody that has uh, listened, and uh, thanks for all your comments on the text. But uh, everybody, yeah, can, I think, have... can
1: I just say say thanks very much to a guy called Ian from Western Supermare. I've meant to mention him for the last couple of weeks, but last time I was down at Ashton Gate, I met him in the coffee shop. And he said how much he enjoyed uh, how much he enjoyed the pod, and um, so I'd like to thank him for that. And it's it's nice to get positive comments. And thanks for all the comments tonight because there are a lot of really good suggestions there that we can put Definitely. forward as questions Definitely. to to Pearson. And, um, and and yeah, can everybody stop we'll let calling you know how him it noise?
0: Goes.
1: Yeah, stop calling. We'll, we'll, can we'll, people stop calling him noise just for me? You know, do it yeah. for me. Don't. Just call him no. Just call him Pearson, like we, we do with Pearson. other manager um, or NP, NP, anything to do, but not yeah, not this or the,
0: or the little, or the little twat.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you, don't that know, we're
0: was, you, It's always it's always good, it's always good. Like on a day like this. It's always good to see the project running around and then Lee Johnson's team leading another lay equaliser. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good week. Speak to you all soon. God bless Cheers you. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up, what was that?